0: In this episode, I will be speaking on some of the dreadful consequences that can occur when people are taken over by the spirit of lust. Stay tuned as I explore more on this subject. Welcome to Life, Love, and Everything Else, the number one show dedicated to giving you wisdom to help you live a better life more successful life by showing you how to make right choices in everyday life situations. Now let's go right into today's program. Hello everyone, I'm Belie Smith, the host of Life, Love, and Everything Else. I want to thank you for tuning in. Please comment and become a part of our Life Love Circle by subscribing so that you are among the first notified of all new episodes. Thank you so much for your support. I want to play a little clip that is a story in the Bible about two of David's children, his oldest son, and the sons half sister Tamar. This is a, a, a quick clip about the dreadful consequences of lust that occurred between Amon and Tamar. And I'll be back for a little of my commentary on this.
1: Tamar and Absalom The Most Tragic Story of Lust and Revenge The story of David's children is evidence of how negative attitudes can destroy so much if they are not dealt with and stopped in time. Amnon, son of David, fell in love with Tamar, the beautiful sister of Absalom, son of David. Amnon became so obsessed with his sister Tamar that he made himself ill. She was a virgin, and it seemed impossible for him to do anything to her. The son of David, Amnon, developed romantic feelings for his half-sister Tamar, who was also Absalom's full sister. Amnon's cousin Jonadab offered to help him with his conundrum what he had heard about it. Jonadab came up with a cunning plan. He would enlist the help of David, who was completely unaware of what he was planning to do. So Amnon lay down and pretended to be ill. When the king came to see him, Amnon said to the king, Please have my sister Tamar come and make me a couple of pastries in my sight, so that I may eat from her hand. Then David sent a messenger to the house for Tamar, saying, Go now to your brother Amnon's house, and prepare food for him. So Tamar went to her brother Amnon's house, and he was lying in bed. And she took dough, kneaded it, made pastries in his sight, and baked the pastries. Then she took the tray and served them to him. But he refused to eat. And Amnon said, Have everyone leave me. So everyone left him. Then Amnon said to Tamar, Bring the food into the bedroom." so that I may eat from your hand. So Tamar took the pastries which she had made and brought them into the bedroom to her brother Amnon. When she brought them to him to eat, he took hold of her and said to her, Come, sleep with me, my sister. But she said to him, No, my brother, do not violate me, for such a thing is not done in Israel. Do not do this disgraceful sin. As for me, where could I get rid of my shame? He would not listen to her. Since he was stronger than she, he violated her and slept with her. 2 Samuel chapter 13, verses 6 to 14. For he was adamant about his sin. Then Amnon hated her with intense hatred. In fact, he hated her more than he had loved her. Amnon said to her, Get up and get out. No, she said to him, Sending me away would be a greater wrong than what you have already done to me. But he refused to listen to her. He called his personal servant and said, Get this woman out of my sight and bolt the door after her. So his servant put her out and bolted the door after her. Amnon, true to his low character, despised Tamar with such zeal that the hatred he felt for her was greater than the love he felt for her after he had violated her. Obviously, his love was nothing more than lust driven by his own ego. She put her hands on her head and went away, weeping aloud as she went. Her brother Absalom said to her, Has that Amnon, your brother, been with you? Be quiet for now, my sister. And Tamar lived in her brother Absalom's house, a desolate woman. 2 Samuel chapter 13, verses 19 to 20. Absalom comforted Tamar, but actually, he was already plotting revenge against Amnon and for defaming his sister. So he waited patiently, hoping for a chance at vengeance. Two years later, When Absalom's sheep shears were at Baal Hazor near the border of Ephraim, there were big celebrations in the works. He invited all of the king's sons, the most important of whom was Amnon, at a predetermined signal. Absalom spoke to his servant. Then Absalom commanded his servant, saying, See now, when Amnon's heart is cheerful with wine, and I say to you, strike Amnon. Then put him to death. Do not fear. Have I not commanded you myself? be courageous and be valiant. And the servants of Absalom did do Amnon just as Absalom had commanded. The innocent as well as the guilty can suffer harm as a result of lust.
0: Lust. We hear that word, but it has become a bit watered down in how people look at it, how, well, how people feel about it, how effective it is in shocking people. When people talk about lust nowadays, it doesn't seem like it's a big deal. Where there was a time when the word lust just brought up so many thoughts and feelings among people, it was almost like taboo to admit that some of those feelings or thoughts or actions even actually existed but now in a time where it seems like everything goes, especially every and anything that seems taboo. But I decided to talk about this as I was preparing for some other messages. And I realized that some of the things that I will be talking about, and because I'm such a deep thinker, I thought about, so where where do these actions generate from, because before there is an action, there's a thought, there's a feeling. Nothing happens coincidentally. People think about it, and one of the definitions for lust is defined as a psychological force producing intense desire for something or circumstance, and lust can take any form Such as the lust sexually, lust for money, lust for power, lust for fame, and so on and so on. But before people get to that intense feeling to lust after those things, there is a thought process. So it's interesting to know a lot of us don't think of lust as a psychological thing, but it starts in the mind. starts in the mind and there is a scripture where Christ said so as a man thinketh, so is he when people do certain things it first starts in the mind and one of the examples of a horrendous act of lust does come from the Bible with the story of King David's children it starts with his oldest son that basically raped one of his younger sisters. He became so overwhelmed in lust for his other sibling that it sounded like it almost drove him crazy because it was a psychological thing that more than likely he pondered on daily to get to a point to where it was no longer taboo for him in his mind, in his heart, his spirit, not to touch his sister, not to defile his sister. He was driven by this this overwhelming feeling to have her in a sexual way. And because he played out this thought in his mind and he did this thing, it brought tremendous, great, unbelievable hardship and dreadful consequences to the house of David. We see this same spirit, which is a demonic force. Anytime something overtakes somebody to the point that they lose sight of reality. And we see that being played out so many times in today's society that it's just like they just lose their mind and they're they are off in a totally different zone and no sense of what is right what is wrong compassion understanding all of that, all of those things are just thrown out of the window and people do these dire things that create these horrific consequences not only to others but also to themselves that is something that all of us should be mindful of and stay mindful of that it is so important what people meditate on. Because again, most of us think that lust starts with some physiological origin, but it actually is a psychological origin. It starts in the mind. So with this message, I want to plant a seed of caution for people to be mindful what they meditate on be mindful what you think on don't just think it's just oh it's no big deal it can become a big deal when it leads a person out of the realm of being able to rightly judge between right and wrong what's real and what's not real fantasy non-fantasy that can Dreadfully affect people's lives and in people's lives because somebody allowed themselves to get over into a spirit of lust, which makes them become almost animalistic with a lack of self-control because animals just go after what they see, what they want. And if that involves devouring something, that's what they do. And they don't feel anything, think anything about it. But as humans, taking on an animalistic mindset and behavior is a problem. Lust is a very dangerous mindset because it can take people over into a realm that they don't even know how they got there when they started to see another person as just an object. When they go after money and become lovers of money, and when someone becomes a lover of money, then they don't care about people. They'll do anything by any means necessary. They want to obtain money. And that's why there's a scripture that the love of money is the root of evil is not money is evil is the love of money and there are people who love money that that's all they see and they will hurt other people to get what they love when you have the lust of power same thing they will do anything that will include hurting other people just to get that power story in the Bible about Amon and Tamar that overwhelming drive, that lustful feeling for his own sister and a disregard for her pleas to not taint her, to to violate her, were totally ignored by her brother because his mind was so overtaken with this power of lust that it took him out of reality. It took him out of what was right and what was wrong, and it took him out of consideration for another human being. He didn't see her as human. He saw her as an object. That lust put him over into an animalistic thought pattern that all he saw was taking hold of what it wanted. That animalistic behavior wants to take what it wants without any thought of anything else and in doing so and in treating his half-sister that way it caused a great downfall in King David's household the consequence of Amon's dreadful dreadful, dreadful action towards his sister caused his life caused distinction between the other siblings it cost his sister because of Amon's selfish and basically demonic act of lust towards her she never married she didn't have any children he took away her life and he didn't care because their custom back then was whoever she slept with first should be her husband And if not, then that woman uh, was looked at as a tainted woman and not worthy to be with anybody else. So he ruined her life and it cost him his life. When the spirit of lust comes upon somebody, it is nothing to play with. It truly is nothing to play with. Uh, So this has been just a quick little seed planter to be mindful of these type of things because if people aren't careful this type of action can generate from sometimes people become obsessed and obsession can start with the spirit of lust that leads over over into them being so preoccupied with whatever this thing is They do this morning, noon, and night, meditate on this thing morning, noon, and night, and it becomes really unhuman, that it can drive people into doing some unconscionable things. And this has been a quick little reminder of what meditate on, making sure that it's not something that is ungodly. And for anybody that may be dealing with something right now, that something that either something I said or the clip that I played affected you and you realize, oh wait a minute, that it resonated with you some type of way, that maybe you may see a little tinge of obsession and you don't want to take this any further and you don't want to get over in some things that you don't know how you got there and you don't want to get out of control, out of balance, you don't want this to go any further, then for you, I'd like to say a quick prayer that will help you to remember when you may have these thoughts to become obsessed with something. It's okay when there's something that we want out of life if it's in a righteous manner. Anything that is of God for us will always keep us in balance and will make you better, not worse. But if any of this resonated with someone and you want to, you want prayer, let's go ahead and do a quick prayer as I end this message. Lord God, I thank you for the opportunity to come before my audience today. I thank you, Lord, for those who tuned in. I thank you for anything that was said that if it resonated with anybody and convicted them or made them uneasy in a way that, oh, wait a minute, that they, they think that they may have wandered over into something that they didn't mean to wander over into. Or if anybody's listening, Lord, that they have wandered oh, wandered over into something and it didn't matter if they meant to do it or not, but this is a an opportunity, Lord, for them to get it right. I pray, Lord, that you will stabilize their mind. You will, I plead the blood of Christ Jesus over their mind to cleanse it, to purify their mind, to think on good thoughts. Your word tells us to think on those things that are good, Lord God, so I pray for the minds of my listeners that they will meditate on those things that are good and that they will, in hearing this prayer, Lord, pray to you on their own and ask forgiveness for anything that they know they've thought and they know that they've already done out of the spirit of lust, Lord, and they they want repentance. I pray, Father God, that they will come to you and repent, that they need to ask forgiveness out of their own mouth, Lord, because out of their mouth, coming from their heart, to ask your forgiveness. And I pray that in them doing so, that you will help them to do better going forward and give them the plan to whatever it is that they are trying to achieve in a good way, Lord, that you will help them. I pray that you will order their steps. Your word says that the steps of a a good person are ordered by you, Lord God. So I pray that those listening, that they will want to follow your ways and that their steps are ordered by you, Lord. And I thank you, Lord, for anybody who has received this word, Lord, and that they truly are repentant with you. And when they come to you and ask forgiveness out of their own mouth, Lord, that there will be a tremendous positive change in them, and in their life going forward. In your name, Lord God, I pray. Amen. Well, I thank those of you who are listening and who received this prayer. Thank you for tuning in. And as always, take care. And I look forward to speaking with you again. Thank you for tuning in for another episode of Life, Love, and and everything else.